What's the deal? It's your boy Maserati Shells. We talk with Maserati. I am back. If you're watching this, it's probably uh, 4th of July, right? So I got some different things for you today. Uh, of course, I got my fragrance of the day. My fragrance of the day is Jupe. This now I had to go because I didn't understand the, the the scent of it, so I did have to go dig it up. But I agree with what it says, and it says it's a very central oriental fragrance with fresh citrus, top notes of mandarin, that's like orange, lemon, bergamot, and some um, orange blossom. Now this jupe is a very old. It came out in 1989, so around my dad's era, he used to wear this a lot. I always wear it because of him, but it's I like the way it smells. It does have like a more professional smell. So if you ever see it out, it's not that expensive. Go get you some jupe. Also, as you can see, my skin looks pretty decent. I was going through a rough patch when I got to the hospital for my, my COVID situation. I was breaking out up here. My girl, you know, helped me get that back. But I also use Palmer's Cocoa Butter for Men. Palmer's Cocoa Butter for Men. Use this for face and body. Now, funny story of how I, how I learned about this was in prison. So, shout out my dude, Dirk. Dirk was like this pretty boy nigga, even in prison. Like he he shaved every day, kept a cut, kept his clothes pressed. He was like one of them type of niggas. He would always use. I say, bro, why you use that? He's like, it's just good for the skin. I start using it. You use this everywhere. It's good for the skin. And when I say everywhere, like you niggas don't need to be. Y'all need to go down there and make sure y'all y'all, y'all moisturize your partner. Y'all out here slanging this ashy dicky bitches. Yeah, they be talking about y'all. It's to their homegirls. Y'all best believe it. Keep yourself well moisturized. Keep your face, your hands moisturized. Everything moisturized properly and clean. Now, the book of the day, I'm giving y'all this gem. Like, normally I don't even give up this much game, but I'm giving y'all game today on this book. This book, How Do I Deal With Anxiety and Fear? This is a good book. It's not a long read. It's actually good. Um, and it says, God is ready to help you overcome anxiety and fear. Are you ready to let him? Right? So, some of the stuff it says in here, Right. You can put those to yourself. It goes, remember this. When you experience rough times, and you will, a positive attitude makes a big difference in the way you tackle your problems. Your thoughts have the power to uplift you or bring you down. So you should guard your thoughts very carefully. See what I'm saying? Like little stuff like that. It says, remember this. God's words never change. The Lord will most certainly keep his promise to you. Keep your job to is Hey, no, hold on. I said I'm reading. Look, sometimes I read my mind reads faster than what I'm saying. So it sounds like I don't know what I'm doing, but I got to slow down. So I'm going to slow down and say, read it back. Remember this. God's words never change. The Lord will not certainly. But I sound like I can't read, which is crazy because I actually read decent. And here's I'm going to go back. I'm going to slow it down because I hold on. The problem is we on coffee this morning. Mm. Here we go. God's words never changes. The Lord would not will most certainly keep his promise to you. Your job is to keep your obligations to him. So it says the Lord will most certainly keep his promise to you. Your job is to keep your obligations to him. So this is um this is like really good, like a little book that I don't have fear. I have more anxiety about stuff because I'd be wanting to be successful. I want to be where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to help who I'm supposed to help. And so sometimes this book helps me get grounded. It's like, it seems like I'm constantly gripped by vague, unspoken anxieties and fears. Why? The answer. Fear is one of society's greatest commodities. Fear is one of society's greatest commodities. Modern media constantly bombards you with fear-provoking, attention-grabbing headlines designed to capture your thoughts and redirect your life. So it's no surprise that you'll experience occasional fears and doubts. You can overcome those fears when you know that your enemy is where is when you know who your God is. So you can overcome them. You can overcome those fears when you know who your enemy is and when you know who your God is and when you know who you are. So you got to know who your enemy is. You got to know who your God is. You got to know who you are. This is a good book by John Ragsdale. How do I deal with anxiety and fear? Go pick it up. 
Okay, guys. Today, 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 I got my co-host. Welcome to the Talk With Maserati podcast. I am Maserati Shows, your host. My co-host, talk, trusty iPad, charged up, fully charged. Um, if you want to run me in a tank top today, I got up, started washing some clothes, took a shower, washed my ass. Remember, always wash your ass. You feel me? Some of y'all don't. But um, I want to look up some... Because mm. this will be probably this will probably air uh, on Fourth of July, so I want to tell you about Christmas Atticus. Right on the evening of March fifth, seventeen seventy, British troops fight into a crowd of angry American. Hold on, this angry American colonists in Boston who had taunted and violently harassed them. Five of the colonists were killed. The event became known as the Boston Massacre, helped fuel the outrage against British rule and spurred the American Revolution. Among those killed in the British was the first victim was a middle a middle aged sailor rope maker of mixed African American and American Indian descent named Crispus Atticus. Accounts suggest that Atticus had celebrated not just as one of the first martyrs in what became the first American independence, but also as a symbol of African American struggle for freedom and equality. Despite despite Atticus' fame, re, re, hold on, despite Atticus' fame, relatively little information about his his has survived. Based on various sources, including historians' accounts, news coverage, and the transcripts from the 1970 murder trial of British soldiers involved the confrontation here, as were eight things we do know about Christopher Atticus. As you can see, if you read like me, my mind reads faster than what I'm actually saying, so it kind of sounds like I'm mumbling a lot, and I talk like that a lot, too, so please forgive me. I'll try to go over that just a little bit better, you feel me? He was multiracial. Was this the first light-skinned nigga? <laughs> I want to know if this was the first, like, are they basically saying he's documented as the first light-skinned nigga? Like, he's basically saying... He's the first, <laughs> hold on, Christmas Atticus was the first light skin. hey, all light skins, see y'all, man, hold on, all my mixed brothers, and I want to, I want to notice, I want to tell you something, if you ever notice how they do biracial people, or multiracial people, they never say the other race first, they always say African American first, you ever notice that, they never say, well, he's Mexican and black, they always say he's black and Mexican, they never say he's white and black, he's black and white, like, it's funny how they do that, that's crazy, so, he was Multiracial. What is I, okay? So if he's black and American Indian, what, 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 what's multi? Is bi? Okay, whatever. Okay, okay. We're getting off the point here. According to the New England Historical Society, Atticus is believed to have been born sometime around 1723 in the vicinity of Farmingham, Massachusetts, possibly Natick, a praying Indian town established by to provide safe haven for local Indians who were have been. My bad. Sorry. Local natives who had been converted to Christianity could live without fear of being attacked by colonists and other Indians. His father was enslaved African and his mother was a native woman who was a member of the Wampanoag tribe. It's W-A-M-P-A-N-O-A-G. So if y'all ain't natives, please help me with that word. Well, I'm going to go Wampanoag tribe. She may have been descended from John Atticus who was, a, uh, who was hanged for treason. Hold on. She may have been descended from John Atticus, who was hanged for treason during King Philip's War, a native rebellion against the English settlers in 1675 to 1676, according to Frederick Kinder's 1870 history of the massacre. Had, you know, so basically what I'm saying is I want people to realize that there's more than just this 4th of July thing. It's more just the independence of America. There's people in there that I should know Christmas Atticus is always going to be one of those. As you see, he's like... Will push it to that him being of you know African American descent, ex slave he was enslaved he escaped slavery 
even at the time, you got to look at that. And I want people, and look, America's a great country. You can become very successful. I'm in here in America doing this, but I want black people to always remember, we got to celebrate this holiday, that it really wasn't meant for us. Not in a bad way, or however you want to say it right now, but the rights were given to those of white people at the time. You know, it wasn't given to Indians, it wasn't given to Hispanics. I don't, there wasn't even no Hispanics at the time, so... What we fought for, what we got right now, let's keep that in mind while you got to celebrate doing these fireworks and making it a, a jolly old time. Remember that. Please do. And uh, so today's topic, right? I was watching, I was talking to a friend actually yesterday, right? And um, and this is go back to my Submissive Woman podcast. There's been a lot of people, right? A lot of people getting on women who agree with this Submissive Woman thing. Like, and I don't get that. Like, how can you tell a woman how she can't, how, how she's supposed to live her life? Like, I don't, I think as people, we're so busy controlling what other people do, we're not worried about ourselves. Let me hit the yak. It's that coffee. Right? So, one of the women who came up and said something, and this was funny to me, right? And I can't judge nobody. I'm just going off the information that's given to me. I'm going to give it to y'all, and I'll let y'all decipher what's going on, right? So, Brittany Ratner is a Ratner, 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 whatever her name is. She speaks up. Oh, being submissive is letting a man control you. Blah, 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 right? And I probably will post it in here so y'all can see what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, let's go to the Brittany clip. Let's go. Bam. Okay, we're back, right? Now, for me, right? With all that she said, right? Isn't this the same woman? I don't know if this is true. Kevin Gates said that he was fucking with, but she didn't want like how she was. He was rocking. She went and got PJ Washington, the basketball player, got knocked up, knocked up by him, took the baby away from him, and started trying to bleed him for child support. Isn't this the same woman? Like hell, no, no, no. Make me understand this. So, of course, I don't expect no gold digging female to, to be submissive. You're out there check. You're submissive to money. You're selling yourself for money, like. You're not going to care. And I'm not talking about prostitution or nothing like that because I could probably respect that. But you really wouldn't have a baby by a basketball player and took the baby away from him so you can't see it. He has to go all through this melodrama to see his kick, but you want child support? Like, this is how we rocking? Is this how we getting it now? Like, like this, this is how we getting even though it's his fault because he should have knew better. You feel me? He should have peeped game off, from off top. But, like, how can, how can you even speak to women? Like, how can you even sit here and open your mouth and make that comment? But, hey, that's just my opinion. She's entitled to her opinion. I'm entitled to mine. I just don't think no one who play games with your kids on ba- on some child support because you try to get a bag, an eternal bag, because that's all it is. It's an eternal bag for her. I gotta hit the yak again. Sorry, y'all. So with that being said, yeah, Brittany. Um, I don't. I don't, she has not, to me. I don't think her claim, whatever she's saying, is valid to me personally. That's just me personally. Y'all can think what y'all want to think. I'm not. I would as a woman. I don't say I would listen to her. You know. And here's another thing, right? Right. <clears throat> and this is on both scales, right? My nose, I don't know what's wrong with my nose. Probably my sinuses or whatever. Probably need a thing. But anyway, um, <clears throat> sorry. Women, as a woman, as 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 a fe- female, right? You know, a feminine, feminine creature, right? How can you tell a man what's a real man? You're not a real man. You've never been a man. Right. And that's vice versa. Can't no man tell a woman what a real woman is. So I have to say I'm, I'm on both scales. But with these women are hopping on social media, 
telling the man what a male is or you get in these relationships. Oh, you're not a real man. How do you know what a real man is? Your daddy ain't even in your life. You've never seen your mom with a real man in a real relationship. You've never even seen a real man. The closest you've seen a real man was probably Uncle Phil on, on fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's the realest you come to a grown man. How y'all out here tell me what us was? And then the, the crazy thing is you got men listening to these women. Like men really downing themselves because a woman is telling them they're not a real man. Listen, hold up, King. Lift your motherfucking head up. For how you gonna let someone who does not even like you don't go through the same struggle as you tell you how to be you? You got me fucked all the way up. Oh God, you got me fucked up. Can't no woman tell me if I'm a real man or not. Now, what you can do is by my actions and say, you know, you're not acting like a real man right now. Okay, I can get that. I'm not paying the bills. I'm not being here. I'm not being a leader. I'm not being a provider. I'm not being a protector. Okay, I get that. But I do that for my family. So you can't tell me I'm not a real man. I do that for my community. You can't tell me I'm not a real man. In your point of view, you can say you don't like what I do because this is what women do. A real man wouldn't cheat. Get the fuck out, man. Shut the fuck up. A real man wouldn't cheat. Man, come on, man. The only person, I think the only man that could even step on that is Jesus. Jesus, that's it. Y'all want everybody to be Jesus? We can't all be Jesus, I'm sorry. A real man wouldn't cheat. A real man, man, hold up. Listen, if women want to hold men to the traditional standard like the Bible says, why are there women out here who have sex before marriage? Why are there women out here who have kids before marriage? Hmm? Hmm? Y'all don't want, also, it's okay for men to be traditional men, but women don't have to be traditional women. I'm not, I don't get that. I, I really honestly don't get how women are so delusional to think that we want our men to be traditional when y'all not traditional. Half y'all can't cook. Half of y'all don't want to clean. Half of y'all just want to smoke up, smoke weed, pop perks, sip lean like niggas. Y'all want to be niggas so bad. Like, I don't get that. Like, if something, and like, a lot of y'all secretly hate men. I said this on my last podcast. Y'all secretly hate men because of what y'all went through with men. I get it. I understand. I never really hate women, even though what I've been through with women. I never hate them. I love women. Women are the most beautiful thing on this earth. That's just me personally. I don't have hatred to them. I wish they could be a little better, but it is what it is. I got to take what I take and make it better. Fuck it. Thug life. But women that sit up here and say, I need a real man. I want a street dude. Uh, y'all know y'all don't. Because y'all want a nigga y'all could take that y'all could take care of and control. How I know this? Think about just, just fellas, women. Women, the, the women that are here with me. The women that are here with me. Just, just, just follow me now with this, right? I know I'm jumping over the place. I get like that. I get kind of like, that's my ADHD kicking in, but just bear with me, right? Think of it like this, right? A woman says she wants a street nigga, right? I need a street nigga. I need a nigga with dreads, tattoos, and he got to be rough and this and that. Okay. So she you, she get with you, right? Because I've, I've been in that boat. I done been where I've been with some friends. And oh, she, oh, she like you. She like, what she like about me? Oh, you, you look this and that. Okay, cool. You know what comes with a street nigga? You know them long nights, gonna be, he going to be going to the streets hustling, or he might get arrested, or he might get shot. Are you going to be there? Are you coming to the hospital? You going to help him through everything? You going to help him do rehab? You going to help him do the hospital? Most of these females don't. When you get in the hospital by anything, they go off. Bye-bye. They go live their life. He in there, not me, shit. He was doing it when he was out. When you get locked up, shit, I'm out here living my best life. He wasn't thinking about that when he was out. I've been through it. I know. I know. They're not answering the call. They're not putting money on books. Some silent ones going to hold it down. Some silent ones going to run for you. Most of these females are going to fuck with your homie. Soon as you, soon as something bad happens to you, they're going to run to your homie. Why? Because your homie been in their ear from day one. Hey, hey, what's up? You know this and this and that. A dirty Mac and you stabbing you in your back, telling her all the things that he think about you, but he really don't know nothing about you. And a lot of these niggas can't even really understand. The only way they get to your girl, because she telling them, yeah, he don't do this. He don't do this. And he listening. For real? That's crazy. For real? So now you in a situation to where 
You like, I can't win. I got everything against me. Got your family against me. Got your friends against me. Now you to turn my homie because he weakened and pussy. He nigga, nigga pussy making niggas turn on you. So it's like, damn. Of course, yeah. Now you look at me like well, you ain't real because this and that. Okay, cool. But I tell females all this all the time. The niggas and the females y'all talking to about us behind our back will never say it to our face. Why? And you be with us and they be beer on they smile. Why? It ain't because they player. The niggas know they fear. They scared. They know. Nigga, stop a mud hole in one of these niggas. But that's not the point. The point is females are delusional because they want a street guy. They want a street guy, a man, a street man, a street nigga, whatever you want to say. And they won't accept what comes with it. I'm not doing no time. You did that. Okay, but you was taking the money when I was hitting them licks. When I was flocking, you was use big big Rolex chains and all that. Big big bamboo earrings. When I was flocking, it was all good, right? Big, big, long 36-inch lace fronts. We was good, huh? Yeah. Shit changed now, though, but that's just how y'all got to understand it. Same thing with women say, well, you too emotional for me. Like, I, I need a man who's a man-man. He can control his emotions. Okay, so when you get a man that can control his emotions, he ain't tripping off some of the shit. When you want to argue, he ain't arguing. Oh, you don't care about me. You not. You need to be more sensitive. I don't know why you're trying to be hard. Hold up. You said you didn't want a man that was too emotional. Now I'm too hard. Make up your mind. What do you want? You know why? It says it in the Bible. I forgot which proverb, but it says it in the Bible. We go back to the Bible. See, the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth, right? And if you read the Bible, and I've read the Bible multiple times, and you see the stuff it says in there, it'll help you. What does it say about a woman? He said, a contentious woman is like a leaky roof. What that means is once you patch up a leaky roof, it's going to leave somewhere else. That's a contentious woman. Once you fix one problem, she's going to find another problem. Why? She's not happy with herself. She's not happy with herself. Anybody who can wake up mad, or wake up and have a problem, or like, have a problem with everybody. How do you have a problem with everybody? All you, oh, I don't fuck with that bitch no more because that bitch did this. Okay. I don't fuck with that bitch no more. That bitch, okay. Okay. So everybody you cool with, you get into it with, right? Okay, okay. Okay, I get it. I get it. You're not the problem. They are. Everybody in the world is a problem but you. And most women have, that's, I see it as crazy. Like, they have no, no accountability. They don't see self. And it's cool because men don't either sometimes. Like, I used to be like that. It was everybody else's problem but mine. It was. Motherfuckers ain't, they ain't me. Fuck them niggas. Then I realized I had a problem with who I was, right? I didn't like me. I wanted to kill myself in the streets. I didn't want to hang myself and shoot myself in the head, but I wanted to do so much dirt. I want to die in the streets. Most of us, if you're a real street nigga, like if you're a real street nigga, street nigga, you know, you had this mentality. And I'm not even proud about telling y'all this. I don't even, I'm not even comfortable telling y'all this, but I'm going to tell it because I have to be me on this show. It was a time of my life, right? And I think I talk about this on another podcast, but I'm going to reiterate this. I really put cripping before everything. That was just what it was. I didn't care about nothing else. You couldn't make me care about nothing. I had kids. But it wasn't the side that I didn't love my kids. I love my kids there. But my, my mindset, what I was doing, what was up here, what I knew, what I was in, what, what I grew to was this cripping. And I was trying to kill myself. Why? I go anywhere by myself. I don't give a fuck about none of this, nigga. Yeah, I got the thing on me. I go without the thing, nigga. Where them niggas tripping, nigga? Then my homies don't want to go. I go, nigga. You know, some homies want to go. Let's go then, nigga. Let's go on this mission. Let's spin a block. I'm at the club with my square partners. What y'all scared for, nigga? What? Or they like, I chill with DJ Red Rum. Somebody say something to him. I'm on him, nigga. That's my brother. What the fuck wrong with you, nigga? Woo whoop on woo woo. Bro, if I brought my friends in here, I'm going to call a couple friends next time. If I brought my friends, that tell you, like, that's all I nigga said. Was, that, was, that was sort of what it was. I'm not going to say my hood because we don't do that on camera, but that's what it was. And I'm not proud of that, but I'm just telling you, that was my mindset. Some women love that shit. Bro, listen. Listen. <clears throat> They love that shit, bro. Some of these women love the fact that I was willing to throw my life away for Crip. Or when I'm tripping, if I have a girl and I'm tripping on niggas about her, like, nigga, I blow your brain, you get away from my bitch. Like, that, I remember this one time, right? 
This when I had my white Mustang. Y'all remember when I had my white Mustang? I was, I was, it was two, this is 2003. I had a 2002, 2001 Mustang, right? It's 2003. So you got to understand that's a big deal for a young brother like myself at 21. So we at the boogie. If you're from Anaheim, you know what the boogie's like. You know what it was in 2003. You already know the pressure we bring in, right? So. And I, had, I think I had had my son already, yeah. So we in a club. I'm tripping. I get into it with some niggas in the club. I got the thing on me in the club because I know the owner. So I'm walking straight through. No metal detector, no search. And I get into it with some niggas. I'm about to I'm about to do some dumb shit like shoot the club up. Why? Because my mind wasn't right. I'm drunk. My mind's not right. But I, luckily, I, I got it together. I go outside. I see my girl, her sister, and a homegirl in the car. Some niggas is breathing heavy on them. Like, they in there. They're like, bye, nigga. Like, I'm not knowing these are their friends, actually. Like, some people they grew up with. You know how females joke with niggas. Sometimes you don't know how they joking or they it's a nigga trying to holler. So, I, I nigga, hey, back the fuck up off the court. I'm about to. He's like, no, no, that's our homie. That's our homie. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And then my homie, he remember, I think it was Jarrell. I think Jarrell remember that. And I was, I felt bad because. I really was about to do something because I was mad about another situation and I said something to nigga he didn't answer, so I'm on my fucking high and mighty shit. Nigga, I'm about to go out there for nothing. For nothing. You see, and that's the dumbest thing. We'll go some we'll go for the, the further distance for nothing. And that just gets me, you know. And also I wanna say something else, right? Y'all be safe out there on this fourth of July. Um I know people going to be shooting, people going to be doing fireworks, houses catch on fire. Me personally, I don't personally celebrate it, but, you know, shout out to them. Independence Day, I don't celebrate it. I used to. I just changed the way I view certain things. I'll go to, like, a fireworks show. I might step out tonight. I probably won't. You guys will definitely know because I'll post it, but I probably most likely won't. I'll probably just sit at home, probably work on another podcast or bring you out some after-hour stuff. But really, honestly, I want people to rethink how they how they do these holidays because it's just a retail. It's a retail grab bag, basically. They create these holidays, sell you stuff, you go out and buy, you put yourself in debt when you could be saving. And the reason why I segue into that is I'm going to give you all some personal experience, right? So, um, you know, I'm pretty much an independent person. I do a lot of things by myself. I do get help here and there from people if I need it, but I rarely don't. So, yes, what was yesterday? Yesterday was the second, today the third, and this is airing on the fourth. So, like on the first, right, I wake up, go to the gym, my normal routine, go to the gym, right? Bam, I get out the gym, right? And, um. I start my car, it kind of shudders. Like, it normally doesn't do that. It normally it's a smooth it's touch, smooth its own. The check engine light comes on. I'm like, oh, fuck. So now I got to go down to the mechanic, go to Midas. I go to Midas. They say, yes, yeah, ignition coil. It's a sensor and it's a spark plug. I'm like, well, how much going to cost? They're like, nine something. I'm like, all right. I will do it and come when you're done, I'll pay for it. Bam, I do it, pay for it. Mind you, this is the first. I still got to pay rent. So the reason why I say that is not to brag about this. It's a saying that there's a saying that most Americans cannot handle a $1,000 emergency. And the reason why that was I was able to do that, yeah, the game is, so about, like, I just moved out here and I work on one job. I, before I was working two jobs. Anyone know me? I used to work two jobs. They why I have child support. I got mom. I got bills. I like to live a certain life. I need extra cash flow. I got my nonprofit. I got my rapping. I got podcasts. So I need, I need funds and it to fund my side hustles, to fund my, my, my investments, right? So I had two jobs. Now, what I did with the two jobs is I got two separate bank accounts, both credit unions, by the way. Step your game up. If you ain't got a credit union, go get one. So Navy Federal Credit Navy Federal Credit Union is what I use in Partners Federal Credit Union. That's Disney. So each job goes to a separate bank. Every time I got paid, I took 10% of each check and I paid myself first in my savings, my emergency fund savings, right? So I did that over a year straight, right? And that money was used for when I want to go to Hawaii, when I want to go to Puerto Rico, when I want to go to Big Bear, when I want to take trips, when I want to go get a rental car, just have fun for the weekend, when I have an emergency, when I want to make sure I'm paying my credit cards to keep my credit up. You know, when I have those type of things, when I want to move out of state 
say that in my life to work on investments and work on real estate. So to me, to anyone out there, you know, especially my people, my black people, man, start saving 10% of your check before you pay everyone. And that's easy, man. If you're making like two, let's say you make 2000 every check, that's only $200. Think about that over in a year. Think about that in a year. That's $2,400. You have saved up, just saved. If you got two jobs like me, you got, that's 4800 that's the savings. That's a nice little chunk of change. So say, remember, pay yourself 10% of every check before you pay these people. Um, also, music. I want to talk about music right now, right? Because I've seen, seen some stuff about music, right? And they say music is not selling how it is. And that music right now is like, here today, gone tomorrow. I want to say something about And this has come from watching the Elvis Presley movie, right? If you make music that represents you, the music you love, it might not go right now. People might not fuck with it, but make music that comes from your heart, bro, that you really fuck with. And I think down the line, it'll, 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 it'll be cool. I think people will accept it. I think it'll be dope. Don't get caught up on making what's popular because I did it too before. I like, oh, that's the sound I want to do right now because everybody's doing it. Yeah, it gets popular, but then people look at you like your core audience, you know. And with that being said, before I end this, stay true to yourself. What I mean by stay true to yourself, don't let certain shit get you caught up to where you lose you, whether it be toxic relationships Bad friends, new friends, drugs, alcoholism, being addicted to sex. Anything can change who you are. Make sure you know who you are as a person and continue to grow as a person and do something to change the world, man. Like, don't be like everybody else just living in this world doing nothing. Like, oh, it's not my problem, man. Do some stuff to change the world. I try, I hope that this podcast reaches one person and change their life, you know. That's all I hope. I hope that I can just change something because I've been through some bullshit. I've done some bullshit. So hopefully this podcast will help a few people. If you're a tattoo artist, please send your link down there. Uh, I'm trying to get some new work. I need to fill in some spots. But uh, for the most part, we're out of here. This is Talk With Maserati Juan. Happy 4th of July. Y'all celebrate safely. I don't celebrate. Don't drink too much. Don't be drinking and driving. Don't be doing no weird shit. Y'all niggas be doing some weird shit sometimes too. So we out of here. Juan.